Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 74 of For The Kudos. Today's episode is brought to you by Shox, the pioneer of open-ear acoustic technology with the best open-ear sports headphones for running and daily use. We're partnering with Shox in the lead-up to their Black Friday sale, so head to shox.com to shop their entire range, and they'll be having a sale of up to 30% off the entire range, as well as a special discount code for FTK listeners, which will be available on our Instagram story. We'll be posting that throughout the week. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with... Brett. How are you, Brett? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Heard uh, if you saw the, I saw the big Instagram uh, post of your, of your marathon session on a Spanish Instagram page. I oh, know. It's pretty funny that. Well, uh, they let me pick the music too. Did they? What'd you pick? No, did you hear? It was oh, terrible. I was going to say. Like, I forgot what it was. Did, what was that? Like, yeah, something. It, it was, was one of those like. Or something like that. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. No, it was good. But it's funny though because they put it up but they don't actually know what the session is because. I know. Uh, the the middle things, they go 20 minutes at 308 but I was doing minute on minute off. Yeah, I know. I did see that because it's just, yeah. So they've just, have they just seen your Strava? And, and yeah, so they just would have, yeah, got off my Strava and, and made it. Um, I actually saw them. They sent me a message and I just didn't open it because it said like they wanted to collab with me for it. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to collab. Not, <laughs> you're not getting the collab, but you might get a share. You I gave them a share. You? Yeah, yeah give them a share. It was a good little video. I had heaps of support on that session because I had Whitey um, for the first hour and well, the whole thing actually. Collars for the second hour and Jack for like the last 10 minutes. It was Jack all on the bikes or Jack? Was all on the bikes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, we'll hear all about that in your training week. Um, do you want to run us through some of the some of the house, FTK housekeeping? Yeah. About chasing, chasing Paris drop. They just got, don't have long to go. Sorry, I know, that sounded definitely. bad. She doesn't have too long to go. <laughs> yeah, poor Andy. Poor Andy. We've got to check in with Andy. He'll be back. He'll yeah, get, he'll definitely he'll get be back. back. Um, yeah, I actually sent him a message a couple of days ago um, and he said he's walking around pain-free. So awesome. I think he's seen a doctor this week or next week and, and we'll have a bit more of a plan. So once he has a plan, it'll definitely be his head will be clearer and you can kind of work out what the next, I don't know, six months looks like, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, we had Live, Laugh, Love and Run. That, that came out last week. Um, it was a big, big recording day for us last Thursday. We went live, laugh, love, run into uh, Ask Us Anything, the monthly yeah. Q&A episode of, of both you and I. Thank you to everyone for posting in your, in your questions. They're always fun. Can't wait yeah, for you guys to get plenty back. Plenty of stupid ones. There was plenty of stupid ones. Um, can't wait for you guys to get back for live, laugh and run. They're not the same when we're in different rooms. I know. They're, they're a lot harder, aren't they? They're not only harder, but they're also just more stupid. Like Matt yeah. Ramson walking into the room, being silly. You know, yeah. we took, they don't understand. It's a very professional show. We like to keep, know, things, exactly. we like to keep we like to keep things very professional here at FTK. And in the order you know, of laugh in that thing, laugh should be last, like the least la- important. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Living Loving first. No- <laughs> living, running, <laughs> laughing. Um, we also have the Blue Line Edition Nineteen coming out. This Friday. Yeah. So if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. Um, and it'll come straight into email on Friday morning. I think yeah. Darcy just actually sent us through the draft. So we'll yes. have some proofreading to do after this. Should we just cancel this recording now and just go read it? And- well, I just read it out to everyone so they don't have to subscribe. 
<laughs> Darcy listens to this. He's like, no, no, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, we also have an interview with Zach Faccioni from uh, Riley Wolf spoke to Zach. Um, Zach's racing at the on-track night Zatapec um, in a couple of weeks, which, uh, yeah, FTK is going to have a pretty cool presence there on the night doing something interesting. Um, stay tuned for the big things coming. Yeah, Zach's up here training at the moment with the rest of the on squad, so looks like he's going well. You guys wouldn't do any training with him? Or long uh, run we or did or a long run together yesterday. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's about it. I think they said possibly they're coming to K-Reps with us tomorrow. Yeah, nice. So we'll you, see. You're going out to K-Reps? No, no, I'm doing it here. Yeah, so, just at the, in, um, the, in the village. Have you done any yeah. sessions out on the No, on the No, no sessions. Oh, the boys did Fitzy's Hut on and then Threshold on, on Langford's on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So they do Fitzy's yeah. Hut and then Threshold. Yeah, so they do it a bit different. Like they did... Um, so the typical session for a Saturday, uh, listeners, is you run out probably about six, seven k on the flat, just warm up, and then you have this killer hill up Fitzy's hut, up to a hut called Fitzy's hut, and it's probably like two or so k, but it's just brutal. It's really hard, and then once you get it around the hut, you then go into the snow plane, which is just some rough running. Like it's kind of slightly uphill, but it's just you dodging rocks and trees and. It's pretty bad footing. So you're running hard, but you're not going very fast. And then usually you have this big downhill and then you've got like a K to finish and that's yeah. it. So instead the boys, when they got to the downhill, they took a left. So it's called Mars gotcha. Point. And it's another, it's a pretty, it's a downhill still. But then once you get to the bottom of that, you got about 15 or so minutes back. So then yeah. they could do threshold there. Because this is funny because like you finish the hill and the snow play, and then it's just over, really. So it, this was kind of a better session, but it, uh, yeah, Rambo actually tripped over. Oh, really? But at the bottom, of, at the bottom of the hill, like at the part that we run all the time, and he just like I don't know. It's just, yeah, I guess after a lot of downhill running, he was probably getting ready for trying to fucking boost at home, and then he tripped <laughs> over. Um, poor Rambo. And when I was running out there, I actually saw a wild dog. Actually. Yeah. The one so I was running with um so you're right. Logan Pardon? You're right when we we're talking about wild dogs yeah. and the button man and stuff. Yeah, so I was running I with Logan full of shit. this Aiden, who's one of Tim O'Shaughnessy's athletes, um, and Sarah and Rose. And then yeah, I just look up ahead and there was just a dog on the path, a big white dog. White? And yeah, yeah. And what we, didn't, we didn't like? so it's definitely wild. Yeah. So the locals said they're either like they've run away from here or that they've bred we all the dingoes, all they've bred with dingoes. Yeah. Um, yeah wow. But yeah, it saw us and was just looking at us, and then we so we stopped. And I was like, all right, let's just <laughs> keep go, jogging you, up. You go up closer, and it's got a collar on. It says spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fluffy. Um, but yeah, then it kind of just like ran away. But it was, uh, yeah. I wanted to see one, and I got to see one. I haven't seen a snake yet, so that's what I need to see in this last week. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Let's get into some uh, some training weeks, eh? Yes, let's do it. Yeah, so I'll yeah. I'll take us off this week. Um, so I had yeah, Monday was uh, our easy. Um, just went with smack. Um, I had yeah, went with smack for first 30, 40 minutes. Um, he was running out to Maribyrnong, out to the the Maribyrnong Trail. Um, 
to pick up his car, I think, or his car from his dad's or something like that. It was one of those annoying ones where I was like, oh, yeah, I'll run out. Like, you know, a point-to-point run, like how fun they are. Mm. We don't get to do them often. I was like, yeah, I'll do. I'll do one of those. It'll be great. Um, and he's like, oh, but I might be with my dad for like, you know, 20 minutes. I haven't sort of seen him for a while. And I'm like, oh, 20 minutes, that's all right. And he goes, oh, it might be like 45 minutes or something. And I'm like, oh, he doesn't want me. <laughs> he didn't want me to come. <laughs> he didn't want me there, right? So I was like, oh, we'll just do, <laughs> we'll just do 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I took, I took, uh, I took the, uh, yeah, just, just 30 minutes out to uh, Prenny Park and then, and then came back. Um, it was like 14, 14K. And then Tuesday morning, I headed to the TAN. Um, for, yeah, we had some, some K reps, um, small group. it was a small group. It's been a, been a very small group, um, on the Tuesdays and Fridays while you guys have all been gone. Um, none of Tim's guys either. So yeah, yeah. I had, uh, DJ was, DJ was sort of going with like, we, look, I started out, I think I ran like a 258, 259 and it felt like rat shit and I felt pretty exhausted. Um, but I was just like, oh, I just get through it. And then I did the next one, I think was like 301 or something. And that, again, it just felt too hard. So I was like, I'm going to just try and back this off a little bit. And like Lockie Morehouse was behind me. It didn't help that Dejan was racing on Thursday. Mm. So he was just wanting to do a session easy for me. Like he's like, I'll just go with you. So no matter what pace I went, Smack was ahead. You know, Smack was running well up ahead. But no matter what pace I went, Dejan was just going to be with me. And that he's going so easy, right? Like he's so fit. It's like him running like so. Then I'm like three oh three, and I'm like so exhausted. And he's like, "Come on, Joel, like you'll be right. Just keep you yeah. fine." When you're like going well, it's good to have someone with you. But when you're oh, having a bad session, I just didn't want. Yeah, like he's honestly the nicest guy, and he's trying to help help me out and stuff. But I was like, DJ, you got to go. Like, like I'm just, I just need a fight, you know, because he's. It was just hard, and then Lockie Morehouse came, came and caught me, and then we tried to do. We did a few reps together, um, but I was just slowly getting slower. I think you know, I started two fifty eight. My last one was like three oh six, three oh seven. I just did six mm-hmm. by a k, um, but I just felt like yeah, really shit. Um, then Wednesday, I went out for an hour easy again. Um, went out on the Darabin Creek Trail, and this is the. Um, because I, you know, ran with ran with Smack on Monday and ran with the group on Tuesday. Wednesday, I went out with these uh, Shocks Open Run Pro, the headphones that were were given to us um, to to try out, and yeah, absolutely love them. I th- think the the most interesting thing about these, you know, you've had yours, Brett, is the open ear bone conduction technology, um, which is you know for for the listeners that don't understand these Shocks headphones. You know, there's a lot of different. Sh- uh, headphones companies out there, but these Shocks headphones use this whole new technology where the the actual part of the headphone doesn't go inside your ear canal. So yeah, it's not we, like a normal. We, when we, we first were like reading about them, we were like, we couldn't understand how this was going to work. <laughs> we thought it was black and then magic. it was like, yeah. And then once we got it, it was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense now. And like, kind of with that safe spaces episode we put out yeah. like this was kind of one of the key things like if you're wearing headphones you can't really hear much yeah where you can't well, no no headphones can you hear you know yeah Other, you, so, you, just, you just can't but with these ones definitely safety is a huge thing because you can you can hear your surroundings as well while listening to music yeah exactly right um so that yeah the, the way they work is pretty much it vibrates on the the front of the the front of the ear sort of on the bone if you'd see photos of, of them i've actually been it's isn't it funny when you see when you sort of you know um a brand like that comes into your world, then you notice it so much more. Yes. Like I've noticed how big, like I've, you know, been driving down down the street. I'm like, oh, that's the guy's come out of the gym with shocks, you know. Yeah. He's wearing yeah. shocks. I noticed a few, when I ran past a few people, I was like, oh, yes, that's them as well. Yeah. I also had, um, 
I had Duff, obviously my housemate. He works in the music industry and I got him to try them on. And he's like, shit, this would be so, so good for ear, like your safety of your eardrums, right? Because like, yeah. you know, in-ear headphones are one of the worst um you know, one know. of the worst things for, for uh, ear damage. And so obviously shocks, you know, with a bone conduction technology at the front of that, over the front of your ear, it doesn't affect your eardrums at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I used to get you, the warnings. I used to get the warnings yeah. on my phone being like, you've had it too loud for too long. Yeah. yeah. Just because I'm starting to go deaf, so I'm going to have to turn it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why, yeah, with the shocks, you just don't have that. Um, so yeah. yeah, they're definitely... Yeah, I'm loving them. I've been using the Open Run Pro um, and the Open Fit. So like the Open Fit, they're, the, they're my two favorite pairs. Um, the Open Fit, uh, they're separated. So like more like a like an AirPods um, sort yep. of thing. And they come in the little travel case. So I've been using them for gym, which is great. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the other thing I really love about them is you, they're the only headphones that you can wear um, while you're running with people. You can have a conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy to think you can listen to music yeah. and have a conversation at normal volume. Mm. So because it's, yeah. The listener is going to be listening going, what the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. And it's like until you try Yeah, shots, until you try it, then you understand. But You won't know. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, I need to get them for Stewie because like I remember one up with Stewie at races and he just puts his headphones in. I'm like, <laughs> why am I warming up with you? Where yeah. this would actually have a conversation while listening to music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we, we can give Stewie a pair. We've actually got a couple of pairs we're going to be giving away on Patreon um, as well. So, yeah, just another reason. I'll tell you what, giveaways dropping weekly on Patreon. Yeah, I know. Aren't they? Um, but, yeah, there'll also be a link in our, in our show notes um, to, the, to the Black Friday, Black Friday sale um, with Shocks as well. Um, and, yeah, we mentioned there will be the FTK discount code will be shared on our Instagram story. So yeah, I've been yeah went out on the Darabin Creek Trail using you know the headphones as I said. Um, definitely is my favourite trail. In in like I say this yeah. every episode I run out there, but I haven't run out there for months. It's just been been ages since I've been out there, and I mean like when you're on the main part of the trail, but then you drop off it to the foresty like yeah. bush. Like, you know, that's you, real you know, nice. Yeah, it's real nice. Like you follow, it feels a little bit like Falls Creek, like the aqueduct. Yeah, like, it is. It looks exactly like it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. yeah thank you. I thought you were getting. I'm looking at you on the screen. I thought you were like. <laughs> sometimes yeah. if I say something, your face goes. This like, is why you haven't been going to um coming to Falls. See, like, I've yeah. got my own Falls there. I've got my own Falls there. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Thursday. Oh yeah, Wednesday did gym as well. Then Thursday did another hour easy. Um and did some like home yoga stuff to prepare myself for um, Friday morning's threshold. And did Are that you still feeling cooked like Tuesday or? So easy running. Uh, yeah, look, I haven't felt great yet in these two runs. Hadn't Mate, felt I'll tell you what happened actually. You fucking putting the voodoo on all the people up here going, oh, they're in the oven. Like yeah. a few of the people here didn't like, they heard it. They're like, oh, a few people. Like, you mean <laughs> only one person I heard it was Rambo and he got and angry at you and he got, Archie. Did I say Archie's cooked? Yeah, he was at Archie as well. So yeah, they, Archie they're like, well, they're, but they're gone. He's not even up here. He can't Archie, complain. He's not oven. even up here. Archie, get yeah. out of the oven. <laughs> no, they're, and they're, they're going well. So, and then you, you're now in the oven. <laughs> I'm not in the oven. I've got some cooked sickness. But anyway, um, I don't try, as Smack said, because Smack goes, oh, maybe you're in the oven. And, I, and then he goes, nah, you're not in the oven. You're not training hard enough to be in the oven. And <laughs> yeah, I, said, so damn, no, I, can't. I said, damn straight. Like, it's impossible. How the fuck can I be in the oven? You're in the oven, but the electricity's not on. There's no <laughs> gas in there. Like, is it gas or electricity? Which one well, is depends. it? You, I don't know what I'm going to be here. You've got the double. I've got, a, I've got an electric one here, but at home gas. 
<laughs> You're like, yeah, the electricity's not on, the gas isn't on, and the wood and the, the wood I just is wasn't burning. You a chance to get out of it. I just wanted to, <laughs> I didn't want you, me to go electricity. You go, oh yeah, but the gas is going. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um. So yeah, Thursday. Yeah, just look. I just have felt um my stomach's been like sort of sick. Uh, I tell you what, I thought I had, you know, the old WebM, WebMD when you're searching like your medical things and it's like, <laughs> yeah. I definitely, by end of last week, I was like, I've got a stomach parasite. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, I booked in for a doctor's, for, which today, today is Monday, went to the doctor's um, to find out what was sort of going on um, and they don't, yeah, so what, I finished my week, you know. Um, Friday was Threshold. Now, it was so bloody windy at Albert Park and I reckon I was sort of getting annoyed that I was like low energy and stuff. And I was like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm going to like train myself into, I'm going to train myself like, and I'll, I'll just like, like stop being a little bitch is pretty much what I was saying to myself. Mm. And let me tell you, my body has absolutely punished me for this. So um, it was really windy going out from uh, where we start all the way to the top of Albert Park. Yeah. Which is different, you know. Usually that's the tailwind. Usually it's the opposite, yeah. Usually it's the opposite, right? So I'm like, perfect. I'm gonna smack. I'm gonna sit on you for here, and then you're gonna tow, like tow me the whole way, and then I'm gonna go. Um, so the week before, I'd done um, three by seven minutes with one minute break, and I didn't get a chance to speak to Collis, but I know I'm sort of been doing around that twenty, you know, just over twenty minutes of threshold. I was like, well, I'm gonna try and do um, twenty-two minutes, so it's an extra minute, but with no break, I'll just try to do twenty-two minutes without stopping. Um, so I went with smack for the first like what is it, eight minutes to the top and I'm just sitting on him and he's running like 306s, 307s or something into the, which is definitely not my threshold at the moment. Pretty but hard. I was like, yeah, I was like, I actually felt good. I sort of like forced myself. To smack into the wind. Yeah, yeah, Smack's, smack, smack's actually fit. He's, he's, he's really fit. He's like, you know, trying to, he's, yeah, I can't, I really can't wait to see him race. Is he running out of air? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was anyway. And then I was like, I'm not even looking at my watch. I checked my heart rate. My heart rate was like pretty much on threshold. But after eight minutes, that's sort of like means I've probably pushed it too hard because um, it usually takes longer than eight minutes to get up to get up to heart rate. But then it was this crazy tailwind the whole way back down to like the car park for the next like mm. two and a half, three K. So I just relaxed just like and just tried to run it as easy as possible. Smack ran away from me. And I got through the car um, through the car park. So it's at like 15, 16 minutes. And I looked at my watch. I was 308. And I was like, fuck. This is pretty good. I was like, you know, it's, when I was fit, like when, I, as I said, when I raced Lonnie, I was ra- thresholding like three eight, three ten, sort of time. So, um, yeah, I don't, I definitely don't think I've lost any, like, where near as much fitness as I have in the past with certain injuries, um, just for the fact that I was running and cross training and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, then I, yeah, then it got, got back into the headwind. It got a bit tough, um, and then I just did a U turn, did twenty two minutes at three nines. So yeah, it felt felt pretty good. Um, yep. definitely like the lower back sort of thing is, is still, still causing troubles no matter how much sort of yoga I'm, I'm doing, yeah, but crazy. also this, yeah, it's like just, how long has that been now? the lower back thing. Yeah. Well, it's just happens. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm seeing the balance runner. I'm seeing Paul this week because he yeah. saw a video of me. I sent videos of him cause I'm like, something's going on. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? So he's like, he's pretty much like something's happened in this time with your last injury where you're compensating. So I'm running weird. Um, and I think mm. that's making the lower – it just stiffens up in thresholds. And it was funny. I said in the cool down, like Sinead, I'm with Sinead and Thorpey and Lockie Morehouse and um, we're, we're running and I just said, I go, do, do any of you guys like get really tight in like one spot in the threshold? And they all just look at me and go, no. 
And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> just me then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just feels like this pressure that just builds up and builds up. And it's just like from my, um, ro- my pelvic rotation. Um, but yeah, so then Saturday morning, uh, Saturday morning's rest day. You know, I'm having one, one rest day off. Um, went to the gym, um, rest day off running, I should say, but went to the gym and just felt like awful in the gym. Like I was just so tired trying to do exercises, feel like I just want to like lie over and, and, and sleep. Um, and then Sunday morning went out for a long run. Um, you know, I slept like, you know, 10 hours, both Friday and Saturday night. Woke up Sunday to go out for my long run, put on all my um, clothes, did like 45 minutes of prehab running, all my exercises, you know, from Carol Physio and then doing yoga stuff, making sure I'm all good. And I ran one, I got 1K out of the road, 1500 meters out of the road. And I was just like, I remember I was running up the hill and I was battling with myself. Now, I don't know if any other listeners have had this sort of thing when you're sick. And it's like, yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to sort of take the easy option so i'm like at 1500 meters i'm like fighting with myself being like mm. don't no come on you just push just push like don't matter how bad you feel you know don't you can get 20k's done and i'm like having this argument in my head and it's gone back and forth back and forth and then something hit me i'm like joel when have you ever been arguing in your head 1500 meters into an easy run yeah and i was like the fact that you're having this conversation in a di- in a monologue with yourself or you know dialogue with yourself suggests you should not be running so i just walk it's back it's so hard ran- to then but it is so hard to Think of that as well, though. I know it's really hard, um, and I think, yeah, I'm like I got home. Um, Chelsea was at staying at my house, and she was like about to head out for a run herself, and she just saw me come back. She goes, "Oh, I thought you'd left." I was like, oh, "I was in a bad mood." I was just like, oh, "No, I've tried." I went one k, and she goes, "Oh, you're all right." And she goes, "You don't look good." And I was like, "No, I feel fucked." So I just went, um, ate something, had a shower, and just went to sleep. And so mm. I was like, okay, I need to get in and check what's going on. So yeah, went and had, went to see the doctor today and had blood tests today. Um, but yeah, not feeling. I'm not feeling great. But it's one of those weird ones where I don't have that many symptoms, so it's hard. Yeah, you just feel really tired and run down. Just really tired, run down. Um, yeah, and I've got everyone in my bloody ear like, oh, you've probably burnt out from this or that, or this or that. And I'm like, nah, big dog doesn't get burnt out. <laughs> 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 that got you, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> still get the odd, still get the odd joke in, in <laughs> cries. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was. I don't even. I'm not even going to say my case of the week. I don't even know. It was. It was going to be my biggest week, but then missing the long run uh, just yep. took me back down. So I don't know. It would have been sixty or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two okay sessions. I sort of thought like Friday. I was like, yeah, fuck, things are coming around. But yeah, look, it's not the end of the world. It's better than being injured. Hopefully, it's like a week. Uh, I'm not going to go to hard yeah, training. Yeah, hope it's just a few days. Yeah, get some good it's sleep been, and then your body's recovered, caught up. That, that's what I hope. Um, I'll tell you what, the doc was like, you know, obviously they test for everything, right? Um, you know, going through all the stuff, and then he says, he says, uh, brings up the the most hurtful one. He says celiac. He goes, oh, you could be celiac. We'll test for that. And I was like, think driving home, thinking. I can't have bread anymore. I can't have pasta anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love carbs. I was like, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to all the all celiacs, the celiacs out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys do it. It's tough. tough. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Let's, uh, let's hear a more positive training week, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, yeah. So anyway, started Monday, four and a half K at four tens, just from Langford's gap. The normal, the normal loop we do, ran 8K that evening. Uh, and then Tuesday we had K reps and the first time we kind of had rain. It was, it was a 
pretty shitty conditions. But I um, as I was walking up, I'm like, oh fuck, my Achilles is a little tight, and didn't really. I'm like, that's weird. Like, cause you got to walk probably I don't know 500, 600 meters up to where we start the warm up. Didn't really think anything of it. Did, started jogging. Was like, yeah, it's fine. Did the carry ups, fine. Warm down, fine. And then after, I'm like, fuck, it's still actually that's kind of still a little bit tight. Um, anyway, my K reps were. Uh, it was good actually having so I had Jack, Rambo, and Corscrin, Andrew Corscrin there, and I was like, oh, these boys will probably run pretty quick. So I was like, my intention was just kind of sit in, and just kind of relax through it. And it was funny, like I got maybe four or five reps in. I didn't know what times I'd been running. I just like because I wasn't even focused on the times. Yeah. I wasn't looking. I was just like completely switching off. Like I was leading some too, but I was just like running with them, and I didn't really yeah. and. And but yeah, there were good times. Like we went 55, 52, 53, 53, 54, 50, 53, 50. Um, How good's that? That feeling of not even. You know, this is what I, as a coach, try and get my athletes to do. Is like sometimes just like run K reps or do sessions without a watch, being so yeah. dictated by pace. Yeah, yeah, because like Carlos after four, he's like, "Oh, what have you been running?" I'm like, I was like, trying to think. I'm like, I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, great. But yeah, it was just kind of like I was just, and, and I felt good as well. Like. It, I was just kind of getting in a good rhythm and just running with them or if Jack wanted to run a bit faster, I just was running with him and felt felt fine doing it. So, um, But yeah, I was like, oh, my Achilles is a bit tight. And then I ran that night. I was like, fuck, that's actually very tight. But it, it was like kind of a bit on the outside, not, not my actual Achilles and a bit higher too, like nearly up in my calf. Um, and so Yoshi actually came up. Shout out to Yoshi. Yeah. He was staying in Beechworth. Most dedicated physio we know, right? Yeah. So two and a half hour drive up to see me. Saw me for two hours, drove home. Um, yeah. I was like, Yoshi, I'll pay for your petrol. And he's like, I've got a hybrid. So he's like, it's like shout out to you, like shout out to Yoshi. And I'm going, most dedicated physio, you know, I'm backing him up. And then I'm thinking, hang on, I couldn't see him on Tuesday because he was up the falls. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. You, I probably had some virus brewing in my Achilles. All it needed was a bit of treatment. Now it's fucking riddled through my body. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that's funny. Uh, Yoshi's a um, good laugh. Yeah, and then, yeah, so I don't know. Like I didn't know what was going on with my calf. Like it wasn't painful. I could do, it just felt like, to me, what I kept saying is it felt like either the fascia is stuck or there's just like fluid in there. Yeah. Because um, like it's just this weird feeling. Um, but you hadn't Wednesday had morning. Nothing I've had before. You've got this yeah. smirk on your face, like you're about to sort of tell us like something. No, it's like no. you've got a beast no, no, or something. It, oh, I got a smirk because it just disappeared. Yeah, wow. Like that that's it. Like I ran so I ran twenty K on um on f- Wednesday morning and I was planning to do ninety minutes and then I was kinda like started off on the nah I'm gonna do less, like I might just do an hour. And then kind of at about fifty minutes, I'm like, okay, it's feeling a lot better. Pushed it out to twenty K, was fine. Ran 8K again that evening and then ran 50 minutes on Thursday. I was like, I just want to run with, I just ran with the girls. Yeah. Um, I was like, but to be honest, the girls ran, I ran with uh, Sarah, Georgia and Rose and we ran 4.16. So it's not like they were running slow or anything. Yeah. And um, that's where you should have, fi- that's, where the, run. that's where you should have had the shocks open run pro in because you could have ha- had them in and then the girls would be thinking, oh, Brett's got headphones in. He's not going to hear us gossiping. And you're there yes. listening to music that you like, but you can also then hear their gossip and then use it against oh, them. The, the girls had no problem <laughs> gossiping while I was there. <laughs> I and I was, I was getting involved. How good's a good run gossip? I haven't had one of them for a oh, while. Yeah. 
it was good. Um, yeah, yeah. So I did fifty minutes. Calf Achilles thing felt fine. Um, ran seven k that night, and and then tomorrow was a bit sore again. And I was kind of like getting into it. And I was like sore, like my whole, like I reckon it's a bit my per- perineals. Like it probably is a bit from the trails or something. Um, but like all the way up, I was like sore and I'm like, geez, I got this big session Friday morning. Um, I'm a bit worried. Like I might have to stop. Like if, if it gets really sore, I don't want to push through it for an hour and, and be really sore. Anyway, do the session. Didn't feel it one little bit. Yeah. There you go. So, so, so strange. It's, it is funny. I tell, tell you what, the listeners will be, it will be in agreement with this is that there is no better feeling on earth than having a niggle like that is really bad for like one or yeah. two days and just disappears. Yeah. It's like the like best I feeling was, on earth. I was sleeping every night with Voltaren in Gladrap. Um, so maybe there's a bit of inflammation that was just getting that was help, out. That helped it. Because yeah. I was feeling better in the morning than in the evening. But yeah, it was just so funny. It just disappeared. And I was like, I remember doing the session. I was like, oh, this is so good. Like that's not, I don't have to worry about that at all now so yeah anyway my yeah my big session it was one hour easy eight eight kilometers in 305s 1k in about 340 20 minutes a minute on minute off which i was going probably like maybe 250 pace and then uh 320 or so pace uh and then 1k in is 330 and now i did 5k in 258s so yeah, wow. Well. Yeah, it was good. It was a good session. Um, I didn't really know. Like to be honest, I had like a, I kind of had the tailwind in that last five k. Like wasn't real strong, but definitely, I was. Well, that's what I was concerned about running up here, was that it's hard to get a rhythm on that road, and then if you get a headwind, it can just ruin your session. When you when you push into a headwind at sixteen hundred yeah. meters, it can really tip you over the edge. So, um, it was good. Very good conditions for it, but. Yeah, happy to get that done. Probably it would end up being thirty six point eight k in in three twenty sevens. Did a two k warm down. Had Friday Arvo off. Thought I who, deserved it. Can I ask who was your favorite company on the bike? Like you got Collis, you got Jack, you got Whitey. Who's the best on the bike? Yeah, Whitey's Whitey's pretty good. I like Whitey. Yeah, like he's done Don't, talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, I only speaks when I when, when he when I want him to. Like, what's Jack? Like Collis sometimes would be like, Collis, you'd be doing a rep, he'd be absolutely fucked, and be like, oh, did you see the footy scores on the weekend, or, <laughs> or what do you reckon about North Melbourne's trade? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That'd be another. Oh, yeah, I'm just coming up with all these great ideas of when you could use the Shocks headphones. There's another one. It's just like, oh, I'm not. Because, yes. like, I won't speak. Close, close, can't hear you. Go, go there, mate. <laughs> little, although, I wouldn't imagine, imagine then Coles just talks about talks to himself more about like the, the, the footy, <laughs> like <laughs> kangaroo scores and stuff. Um, Saturday morning, did the that run I was talking about where I saw the wild dog. It was a fairly big hill in it. I'd love well. to see a photo of this wild dog. You just said the fact yeah. you said it was white. I'm thinking like this massive white wolf sort of thing off Game of Thrones. Well, it looked like it had a big tail on it too. Did it? Yeah. Um, I, I was searching them and I kind of like saw a picture of what it, what I reckon it looked like. What you reckon well. it looks so like? I'll send it to you. <laughs> what, like the closest thing I've seen? The cl- gotcha. Yeah. I was like I would have been 150, 200 meters away from it too. Oh, I never true. got real close to it. Okay. I was trying. Here. I was running after it and I was running away. Yeah. Scared. I was like, come here, boy. 
It was scared of the button man. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I was a button man. <laughs> um, ran another 8K that evening and then just did 30K on Sunday. So um, for the week, it was, I think, 187K. So a little, a little bit easier. It went down. But to be honest, I, I'm still pretty tired from that session, that Friday session. Yeah. Oh, and it's, yeah, this is like the problem with that Friday session, like it's such a good session, but you, because it's like so much, like it's kind of the end of the training a little bit and mm. then you are all right, done all the training. Like it's just all easy now until the race. And then you like, turn up on Sunday, you still have to run two hours. Yeah. So if there were a 25 minute hill to yeah. start this run and you're just like, fuck my legs actually are tired. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, I think it's definitely mentally. A, it's so easy to switch off. Yeah. Yeah. You fit, it's the, it's the, Yeah. It, it wraps up the the marathon training block, but you've still got two weeks. Yeah, you can't. It's yeah. not like you're just going to go yeah. chill. But no, um, I'll, run, I'll definitely drop my K's a fair bit this week. Like start to freshen up, and then like maybe run 150 or so K, and then next week nothing. I just think it's crazy that you're at the end of this marathon block. Like I just can't believe how quickly. Like I feel like not long ago you were just having we were having like a break. After Sydney, after you race Sydney Marathon. Yeah, well, right? well Sydney, I guess, is only like nine weeks ago, I think. I know, but it feels like it was two weeks eight ago. weeks ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Insane. Nearly cool. there. It's good. And I suppose you've, yeah, you've you've uh, missed, like, yeah, sorry, you've, all the risk, risky sort of stages is done, right? I, like, I doubt an injury yeah, is going to pop hopefully. up. <laughs> yeah, touch wood, I've got. A wooden desk here. Yeah, um, I don't know, bro. I always do feel like my body gets a little sore once I stop running. Like, I don't know. The running's good for like keeping muscles activated and stuff. And then you get lazy in these last two weeks and just start doing nothing. And yeah, that's when I think a few little things tighten up and stuff. Usually well, don't get lazy. It's going to be tight. You're just answering yeah, it for it's yourself. Tired, <laughs> tired. <laughs> Sleepy boy. Um, cool. Sick. So you're in Melbourne. You'll be in Melbourne this week, end of this week or next Yeah, week? I'm coming home on Friday. Cool. Um, awesome. All right. We will, you'll now hear from an interview with Zach Faccioni, uh, hosted by FTK's Riley Wolf. Um, as I said before, Zach is going to be racing at the on track night Zatapec meet at Albert Park Lake. Um, yeah, myself and Riley will be there um, taking some yeah interesting videos and, and content of the night uh, as, as uh, wearing the FTK gear flying the FTK flag while Brett is flying the FTK flag up at Fukuoka. Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Be interesting to see what Zach runs in this 10K as well. Yeah. Well, so, from all, all reports, he's he's pretty fit. And those reports from you and Riley that I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> you watching him at Falls and Riley's speaking to him. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> most of coming from Zach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure he's fit. I'm sure he's fit. It'll be good. Yeah, I reckon. Hey, I tell you what, I don't know if there's... I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this on air. Now stuff it. We can say what we want. We're media. Um, some I'm I'm a little birdie told me Joe Clicker's racing Zatapec. Yeah, a little birdie told me it's not true. <laughs> okay, true. It could be um, not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think they. I think they've been trying to get some on athletes out. Um, I heard they're having a few troubles with visas and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, that could always. Yeah, yeah always happens with international international meets. Yeah. Especially mm. trying to get athletes, yeah. But in saying that, it's going to be a sick night. Is that they've got a bunch of well, stuff. We got Pat Tina running now too. Yeah, that's the thing. As well, what do, you, so what do we need Joe Clicker for? You got Pat Tina yeah. and Jack. That's enough. Yeah. All right, awesome. 
Um, enjoy this interview now. Hey, what's up? And welcome to this special interview. My name is Riley and I'm here with Zach Faccioni of the OAC. Zach, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me on. Super excited. Hey, appreciate you taking the time out. I know you're on a training camp at the moment up at Falls Creek. How's it been going? Yeah, no, it's great. We're about uh, a bit over a weekend now. Um, everyone's gotten all settled. No cabin fever amongst the team just yet, which is good. That usually hits around end of week two, start of week three, but no, we're doing good. Everyone's enjoying it so far. Is everyone in, in the OAC, has everyone been to Falls before or is it new for some people? No, we've got people who haven't even been to Altitude before. I think the only people that have actually been to Falls are me, Morty, I think maybe Imogen, but like they've only been, I think, once. So I'm kind of the veteran of the group. This is my fifth time I've been, so I'm showing everyone the runs and doing all that stuff. I'm like the tour guide. Gee, things change fast, right? Like, you know, it, it doesn't feel like that long ago that you were pre-college, uh, you know, a Sydney a Sydney-based runner who would come to Falls, You've been off, had a great career at Wake Forest, and now you're back as the yeah as the more experienced one. Yeah, no, it's definitely weird seeing the change. I mean, when you're over in the states, time just goes so fast. So it doesn't really feel like I've been gone for that long. But you know, when I think back on it, it's been oh, like seven, eight years since the first time I came up here, which is kind of nuts to to think about. Yeah, there's there's something really um, great about that. I interviewed Jack Rayner last week, and uh, previously. You know, when I've either been at Falls or I've just seen, you know, seen his mom around and stuff and talking about, you know, Jack has been going to Mount Beauty and stuff since he was like, I don't know, 14 or whatever, like super young, like a wow. little teenager who couldn't keep yeah, up. Yeah. And and it's amazing, like this progression from mm-hmm. being like a little kid who can't keep up, looking at the older guys thinking, shit, I'd love to be one of them. And now Jack is there as you know one of the faster guys on the mountain and and same for you like this amazing progression do you ever stop to think about and you're still very much at the start of your professional career I want to make that clear but do you ever stop to think about like how far you've come in a short period of time yeah I mean that's like obviously a really good point and I think falls is one of those places where like that becomes most obvious especially like up here in late December, early January, when everyone comes up, you've got all these kids who are just like getting into the sport for the first time, maybe what, 12, 13, 14, you're doing the same easy runs as guys like Jack or, you know, back in the day when Ryan was always up here, guys like that, or, you know, if you're old enough, much of them, like, still running up here. But <laughs> if you come up for long enough, you really can see that progression from you being that kid looking at those guys to all of a sudden you're that guy. Um you know, and it's weird, like when you're in the sport, it's like the whole hedonic treadmill thing, right? Like you always readjust to whatever you're running now and that just feels normal. And it's mm. kind of hard to think back and be like, like if you told me like four years ago that I'd be like a 1320 guy, I'd be like, that's insane. But now it just feels like normal. And obviously there's people that are even faster than that that have the exact same thought. Um, but coming to a place like this and seeing all the kids and it just, really kind of grounds you and, and makes you realize how far you have actually come. Yeah, I love that. Let's let's I think let's it's really cool. Let's speak about where you've been. Uh your career at Wake Forest was super impressive. I mean, you have to be talented to go and get a spot at a really good school like Wake Forest. And so you obviously had that going in, but yeah, I think it it feels and looks like you really blossomed during your time at Wake Forest. 
some incredible accolades for the school and a, you know a really big honor roll. What do you what do you put that down to? Why why did you run so well at Wake Forest? Um, I think I have to thank a lot of that to Coach Hayes. I think you know having a coach that not only knows how to write workouts because realistically every coach pretty much knows how to write a workout program, but having a coach that you can trust and you can bond with and really build that relationship, I think is really, really important. And that I think really helped me blossom into this, you know, athlete that I am now. Um, and I don't think, I mean, obviously it's all ifs and buts, but I don't necessarily know if I would have made the same progress if I were with a different coach in that period or if I'd gone different school um it's easy to say that like oh yeah i would have you know done this regardless but there's definitely a little bit of luck involved like i didn't really shop around schools very much i kind of just signed up to wake and and off i went and just happened to fit in really well with the team and the culture there and obviously coach hayes and i think all of that coming together in that environment really helped me you know kind of propel my career and now of course we'll, we'll talk a bit more about joining the oac in the first few months and stuff we'll talk about that in a moment but what what did you leave Wake Forest with? Like, did you, you know, what what did you take from that Wake Forest career into your running now, whether it's about like, I don't know, work ethic or professionalism or belief or is there something that you kind of take with you out of that college time? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that, you know, you could, you take away from the college experience. And I think one of them is, you know, just the sense that this sport is, really bigger than you or any one individual athlete can be. And I think being a part of a team and seeing all those people around you working really hard every day and then going to, you know, meets and seeing the same thing from other teams really gives you a, a better appreciation of how big this sport actually is. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, I went through phases at Wake of, you know, how I would approach races mentally and I was trying to like find what really worked for me. And I think, one thing that I really started to learn towards the end was just not to take it too seriously and have fun with it. Because like the more you're on the start line, you're freaking out and you're trying to be all like serious and stressed, you just tense up, you don't run as well. So, I mean, something that I found really worked for me was just, just enjoy it, have some fun with it. And I've always kind of just run better when I've done that. So that's, I think the thing that I learned over at Wake that is probably the biggest help for me now. And you get a lot of racing in mm -hmm. college too, right? So you get, you know, versus a, a runner who decides to stay here and stay in Oz and, and there's pros and cons to each, but you probably get a lot more experience standing on the start line. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the regional system to qualify for national championships is something that you just don't experience here. And it's like a whole nother level of stress and anxiety around that meet. That <laughs> if you don't go over there and experience it, the first time you'll probably feel it is at a major championship. Like it's, Regionals is probably my least favorite meet I've ever run at because there's so much. It doesn't matter how good you are, how fit you are. I mean, there are years when 13 teen guys haven't made the, the national meet because regionals just hasn't gone right for them. Like, it just doesn't matter who you are. You just got to go out there and race and race well or that's it. Season's over. Yeah, crazy. Uh, let's let's talk about the decision to come home and join on in the OAC. Like, uh, I can imagine you probably had a bunch of different opportunities and and maybe there was some appeal to stay in the States or come back and move back to Sydney or do your own thing or join different groups, but you chose the OAC. What, what was kind of the strong pull for you in joining on? Yeah, I mean, I think 
the easy answer to that is I really like what On is doing as a brand. Um, and I remember back over like in COVID in 2020 when the when the original OAC was just starting up and all the athletes were signing and I was looking at what they were doing and thinking like, man, that's really cool. Like it's just different to what any other um, professional group was doing. And, you know, I, I kind of always had this idea that I wanted to be a part of that somehow. And obviously that US group has grown to a point where Unless you're, you know, looking to make the an Olympic final or push for a medal, there's probably not a spot there for you. So that's was probably a bit out of reach. But, you know, secretly always throughout college, I was hoping that something would pop up in Australia. You've got so many professional groups in the US, but you just have never really had anything like that brought over back here for whatever reason. Um, and it kind of just happened to fall into place that this group, became a thing right around the time when I was starting to look for post-collegiate opportunities and it just seemed like the perfect fit. It's kind of like fate all kind of came together at once and was like, here you go, here's what you've been wanting. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, did that OAC team in the US has been, had some great results but also gone about it differently and they look like they're having fun and there's good personalities and there's a good sort of team feel to it. Is would you say that that has been replicated with the OAC in Oz in terms of that team environment? It doesn't feel like a group of individuals. It feels when I've been around you at, at various things, it feels like you are mates and your teammates, and you kind of treat it that way. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think the team's getting along surprisingly well, especially with how big we've gotten. We're not a big team by any means. We've only got kind of 10 people training with us at the moment. But I think even Craig's a little bit surprised about how well everyone is actually getting along with each other. And I I would say we're all friends. I hope everyone would agree with that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get along super well. There's like no beef or anything like that. So I think from that standpoint, yeah, we are kind of emulating that same model. And I think that's really important for a professional team because it's just so much easier to lift up your teammates and bring everyone up around you when you're all friends and you all like each other mm. and you enjoy spending time around each other and training together and that kind of thing. Uh, now, yeah, you are, I know you, I know you were born in Melbourne or something, but you, most mm -hmm. of us would probably call you a, a Sydney guy, but you've, <laughs> yep. you've obviously moved down to Melbourne. Whereabouts in Melbourne are you living and how have you found the adjustment? Mm, so I'm living in Kew right now with Tess, Chris Cole, and her partner, Nathan. Um, and it's been really great so far. They were looking for a roommate right around the time that I joined the group and was planning on coming down. So Craig was like, hey, want to move in with these guys? And I said, absolutely, I would. That sounds great, <laughs> especially with our expensive renters at the moment in Melbourne. You know, any anything to, to cut that yeah. cost down would be awesome. But no, I mean, they've been amazing hosts. Um, so I've settled in super easily and it's been it's been actually a really smooth transition. Q, for anyone who's not in Melbourne, Q, great suburb. Pretty hilly in parts, uh, and obviously you're subject to the famous Melbourne weather, which might be tough for someone like you. But how have you how have you found that so far? You know, I was actually very surprised at how good the weather was when I moved down because I moved kind of right around the middle of winter, and it was mostly pretty sunny and warm, which was really surprising. Um, it hasn't been a very rainy kind of past few months at all. I mean, the last well, maybe a month and a half there's been more rain than there was in the past like four months <laughs> prior to that. So um, the weather, I was actually fine. Um, and I've been really enjoying the running around there as well. I've probably, I'm a five minute drive from Yarra Flats, which is super nice. So right. I do 
almost all of my double runs there, all my easy stuff. Um, you could do like 10 mile runs there. I've done sessions there. Um, it's one of those places where you can just go shut your brain off and then all of a sudden you've done like 10 Ks and, and you're good to go home. <laughs> so I really like it there. Yeah. You, if you're, if you're doing a lot of running at Yarra Flats, you're pretty much full, fully integrated to Melbourne now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, now I want to talk about, let's talk first about Zatapec and the on track night, obviously coming up, uh, very soon. We're super excited about the on track night generally and like the different things, obviously a big sort of beer garden environment, which I'll be checking out, um, some music, <laughs> tattoos, all this kind of stuff. But for you, it's, it's a pretty serious night running Zatapec. What are your, what are your expectations heading into the race? Yeah. I mean, this is going to be my first senior national final on the track, I think. Um, and one of my first 10 Ks. So it's going to be a different experience. And I think, you know, that combined with the fact that it's going to be such an interesting track mate <laughs> compared to the other ones that I've run at. Yeah. I've kind of been thinking about it a little bit, um, you know, about how I'm going to be able to tune all that stuff out and actually focus on the race. Um, Cause I, I can imagine it's going to be a little overstimulating at times for the runners. Mm. But, you know, you're running through a beer garden and then you're running under a bridge and then there's like a DJ set up there. Um, <laughs> there's just going to be a lot going on. So I think, that's definitely going to add another element of complexity to the rest, especially in something like a 10K where you really want to be able to like switch off and just zone out for the first kind of five, mm. six Ks of it. So that's going to be an interesting factor. So I'm going to have to think about that as I go. But other than that, I mean, there's only really so much you can do to prepare. I mean, I'd, I wouldn't say that I'm going in as a favorite necessarily. You've obviously got Jack, the defending champion, Australian record holder coming back. Um, Pat Tiernan's coming down. He's in great shape. Um, so I think I really just have to back myself, back my fitness and the work I've done with Craig and, if I can just put myself in the mix and like be honest with myself and really go for it, I think I can do something pretty special. So that's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, amazing. I, I do. I feel like you know, and we'll we'll talk about the five k in a moment because I think that and let's. I mean, let's wait and see after Zatapec. Who knows? But I think the five k is probably the logical path for you to achieve something really special in 2024. So it feels like. Zatapec is a bit of a free kick for you in terms of there's not a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on guys like Jack. There'll be some expectation on Pat Tiernan, maybe a little bit on Dave McNeil and see if he can sort of keep the race honest, I think. But you're kind of going in as the young guy, a bit of a wild card. Let's see what he can do, which I think is 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 great for you. Um, mm. Let's actually talk about your last race in Melbourne, the the 10K at Melbourne Marathon, uh, when was that last month? You had a really good run there, finished second. How did you find that experience? Yeah, it was a really cool race, actually. I've kind of only just really dipped my toes in the water in terms of road running now. I did City to Bay in Adelaide, which was awesome. And then Melbourne Marathon was insane. I think there were like 12,000 people or something doing that <laughs> 10K, which is ridiculous. But no, I mean, it was really cool being in that environment and like racing around where I normally train because like I've mm. done so many so many miles on the town, not nearly as many miles as the people who have been living in Melbourne for, for years, but it feels like a lot <laughs> running around the town. Um, but no, it was really good. I think I'm content with my race. I think mm. I could have run it a lot better. I did almost exactly what Craig told me not to do in <laughs> strategy and Dave ran the race that Craig told me to run and then he won, so... I told I told Craig that afterwards. It's like, yeah, it's almost like I know what other people are thinking in terms of race plans. And I was like, yeah, 
It's a good point. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, it was good. I think in terms of like a fitness standpoint, I think it shows that I was I was in a good spot. And, you know, I think you can never really be too disappointed when you're beaten by an Olympian. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now let's talk about the 5K. You you ran a 13:27 earlier this year at at Wake. If we look ahead to Paris, I mean, I still don't like. I still don't think there's a lot of expectation on you to make the Olympic team, and I mean that obviously super respectfully. There's just mm, yeah. you know we, we've got some really rich um, stocks in the 5K at the moment, so I wouldn't say there's expectation, but there's probably hope that you would run the time. What's do you see it that way? What's your approach to the next? I don't know what is it six months or whatever it might be. Mm. How are you? How are you shaping up the year? Yeah, I mean it's it's a tricky one because the times are just getting so fast now. I mean the five k time, if you're listening and you don't know, it's thirteen oh five, which two people in Australian history have run. Which um, one one is Craig and the other is Stewie. Jack is a second off, so it's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah like we don't we don't have a whole lot of history of people that have actually been able to run that fast. Um, so it's going to be difficult. I think it, it's almost like you need to approach it in a way where you have to try and run smart because um, there is obviously the point system and mm. a lot of people are going to get in on that point system. And I would be surprised if Australia had three people run the standard. Obviously, I think we've got three people that definitely can run the standard. But, you know, getting in a race and putting it together on that day is a whole nother story of whether you're capable of doing that. Mm. So I think we just really need to focus on being smart about how we approach races, what races we choose, and really just try to peak at the right times and and maximize point potential. And then, you know, if I'm in shape to run that, make sure I can actually run that at that time and I'm, I'm not already too cooked by that point. So I think that's kind of how we're approaching this next kind of six months or so. How much of that, how much of that planning and like looking at points and where we can score points and, and that sort of calendar, how much of that are you responsible for versus how much of that is Craig or someone else within the OAC responsible for, for you? Mm, yeah. I mean, I think as athletes, it's kind of our responsibility to be at least a little bit on top of the whole qualifying process. You know, I know there are people that athletes that have no idea how the point system even works. Um, and they're just relying on their agents to do everything, which is fine. But I kind of like knowing a little bit about, you know, the plan and, what that plan looks like. Um, but I think a lot of it, I have to give credit to Whippy, my agent. Um, he's kind of got this big spreadsheet of all the meets that you could possibly do and what there events is no, are happening. There is no one in Australia who knows more about qualification than Sean Whip. Yeah, no, honestly. He is probably the best person I could have in my corner when it comes to the points and the qualifying system. So very happy that I've got Whippy by my side. But... Yeah, no, he's he's got full spreadsheets of what meets are when and what events they have and what <laughs> you know, ratings they are. So I think we we already had a bit of a sit down, me, Whippy and Craig, uh, a few months ago to kind of plan out a rough schedule. So I think we have a bare bones idea of, you know, key markers that we want to hit throughout the season that we think will help push me along and further further down that process. But a lot of it's going to be what meets you can really get into nowadays um you know there are, there are obviously meets in indoors like milrose or mm. you know that new balance boston race which would be awesome to do but it's you're probably not going to get into them but you may so you kind of have to keep that option open just in case something something like that does come around the corner 
But I think you do need to plan for the big ones. Like you've got to keep national champs in mind. The option for Oceanas has to be there for that points. But yeah, I think we've got a we've got a, a good plan with options for expansion. Is how I would put it. <laughs> uh, now you've got we've we've mentioned Craig a little bit. You know, it's it's fantastic to have Craig back in the sport in a more high-profile way. I think there was a, a number of years there where he was coaching and he was involved in the sport, but he was very much probably behind the scenes or he wasn't that, you know, prolific, I suppose. It's fantastic for us as athletics fans to have him back, you know, front of front of mind a little bit more. I've really enjoyed getting the chance to chat to him a little bit. What's he like in terms of obviously he's setting workouts and stuff for you, but is he talking a lot about, racing tactics and strategy and you know lessons he learned from such a great career like what sort of stuff are you getting from craig yeah i mean a lot of it is strategy stuff um it's tricky in the road races just because they're so long Mm. and there's a little bit less of that tactical stuff that goes into it it's more just like wait until 2k to go then then run (laughs) fast um whereas on a track there's a little bit more finesse involved so i think once we kind of round that corner to track season there'll be a lot more input from him but I think a lot of it's just been general encouragement, um, which is good. I mean, I personally really respond well to a coach that tells me that I can do something, even if like deep down, I I think I can do it. It kind of helps to have that, you know, outside source be like, Hey, you can do this. And Craig's been really good with that so far. Like at Noosa, um, I didn't have the best race obviously, but I went out and gave it a crack and, you know, I talked to Craig after the race. He's like, there's no reason you can't run with these guys. Like you're fit enough to do it. You just, it's just going to happen on the day. Mm. Um, so having that is, has been really positive for me. I thought. I'm curious if, because the, one of the things I love about the team you've got at the OAC is like, there's a lot of diversity in terms of different types of runners, different types of personalities. You're all, you're, you know, you're all roughly similar age groups, right? But you're all probably different people. It was Is everyone like familiar with Craig's whole mm-hmm. career and, um, you know, some of his great races and everything that he's been known for? To varying degrees, I think. I mean, there's been a few times where I've had to educate some people about <laughs> what Craig, there was one track session we were doing at the Don and I'm like, oh yeah, Craig ran like, 12.56 in the second at Com Games, like just basically here. And they were like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, how did you not know this? <laughs> it's like, it's Australian athletics, track and field, like history books, yeah. like page one. You need to know that, especially if he's a coach. So there's been a little bit of that, but I think for the most part, everyone's everyone kind of knows who he is and what he's done and, and how successful he's been in the past. But he's been quite good at not bringing that up too often i mean he, he jokes around with me a bit about you know crazy sessions that he's done in the past um telling me he did like a 28 minute 10k fart like around yarra flats i was like okay cool um but no for the most part i think everyone's pretty happy to have him him in our corner yeah i love that um zach we're gonna wrap it up there i'm gonna let you get back to get back to fall's life but all good we're really excited for Zatapec um, and the on-track night. I think, you know, I was talking to someone about it today and just it's kind of if you haven't seen what On have done at track nights around the world this year, it's kind of hard to picture, you know, what the setup's going to be like. But it is going to be really exciting. And 
Uh, I know, I know the fans are going to get down there and support and hopefully, yeah, hopefully for you, you can tune out, but tune in and sort of still soak up some of the atmosphere because it's going to be really fun. So yeah, for sure. Uh, if we don't speak to you beforehand, best of luck, have a great race and, uh, and hopefully we'll speak to you afterwards. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hope to Thanks, see Sam. plenty of you listeners down there. Yeah, that's right. Um, now back to Brett and Joel in the studio. All right, we are back, Brett. Uh, what was your favorite thing about that interview? <laughs> Zach talking about doing KRF some industry, Zach. Was did did Zach? I haven't listened to the the, uh, the interview yet. Was Zach keeping up? Yeah, no, he was going pretty well. That's good. That's good. Let's get into some things we've seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Tim Vincent. Tim Vincent. Also, ooh. while we're saying that name, oh yeah, ooh, shout what out. What are you doing there? Well, why am I doing it? Yeah, Think. no, but why are you saying Tim Vincent? Because he deserves it after 212. He deserves he does, both of us. Yeah, both of us can say 212. I think. Yeah, second yeah. place. Good, marathon. good one. Went very under the radar. I just see him post the night before, like running Kobe Mar- Marathon. Well, I just see a thing of Kobe Marathon. I'm like, is he racing? Is he pacing? Is he just watching? Like, because Tim loves sport as well. Went and watched yeah. like, the World Cup and stuff. Yeah, so he's... maybe just go and watch. But yeah, 212. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's running super well. It's great. Mm. Another one in contention for uh, the Olympics, I guess. That's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah, thanks to Connor Cashin for sending this to FTK. Uh, Brett, you have a little bit of explaining to do. What was that Strava group you joined? Water. Yeah. What was that? I just, okay, I love memes about like, you know, <laughs> remember to drink water and stuff and was, I'd send them all to Saskia. I'm like, it was Brett Robinson like, joined a club. Day, remember to drink water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Brett I just Robinson saw the club on. And so I joined it and then uh, after about six hours, I'd left it because people was uploading pictures of water. I'd be like <laughs> swimming in water and stuff, not drinking water. Uh, not my be, kind of water. No, you're, <laughs> you're going to want to either, it has to be in some sort of receptacle for you to yeah, drink yes. out of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whether a bottle or, or glass, but it can't be like in a river or a stream or anything like no, that, can it? No. Gotcha. Yeah. So what really gets me up here is that you can drink some of the water out of the stream. I'm like, yeah. Oof. What, how do I feel about this? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what was yours? Uh, so mine is, um, we've got sent this by a few people, but keep choking in the gym, wearing gloves. It's a very, I'm confused by the photo because he's doing a gym workout. So he's got gloves on. Is it cold? Um, because then you look at the mirrors, it looks very sweaty in there. Mm. But then Faith Keep Aegon has tights on. So it's like, I can't work out the temperature. I know. It's... I, I, I don't know. I think it's almost like a comfort thing. Maybe instead, maybe the or is he just real... doing? Is he like doing big bicep curls and he doesn't want calluses on his hands? Yeah, I was gonna say maybe like the glo- or the um the gloves have the grip on it. So instead of using the chalk, like which I, you wouldn't use the chalk in your gym, but like I use have to use the chalk. I have to clap clap it in my hands. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to like deadlift 180 kilos. I clap it before I'm about to do glute bridges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steph's like you don't Clap need what, that. your I cheeks like, I do I, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack's in there with me that's about all that's going on <laughs> alright that is anyway, a, I think we should wrap this episode that's, up, that's, a, that's definitely time to call it there before we go any further for any further head to our Patreon page and we'll go into far more detail on the <laughs> yes. Laugh Love and Run this week um, uh, thank you to everyone for listening and thank you for your attention during this episode. <laughs> also, thanks again to Shox, uh, partnering with them in their Black Friday sale. 
um, head to shocks.com and check out their sale up to 30% off the entire range. And that little code that we said we were going to mention on our Instagram page, which we still will post throughout the week, um, but it's also, it is FTK15. So yeah, use code FTK15 for a further $15 off at shocks.com to get yourself a pair of, yeah, the headphones we're talking about. Also check the show notes for links. Thanks guys. See ya.